Father in heaven, we thank you that we can be here this morning to celebrate so many wonderful things that you are doing in our lives. And Lord, as we continue our worship, we pray that we would continue to hear from you, that your spirit would have freedom this morning, and that we would truly walk away inspired and celebrating the God of the universe who continues to touch our lives through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In his name, amen. Amen. Now, for those of you that are in junior high, actually you do have a class, okay? And, And Paul's over there and he's worked hard to put a lesson together, so he really wants you to go join him in the resource room. Okay, um, it's okay. Uh, you can, <laughs> you know, so you can you can go ahead to class right now. Um, that's okay. It, it, it's all right. You can actually go. People can stand up. It's all right. Okay. Um, don't 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 leave Paul out in the lurch. All right. <laughs> hey, welcome. Baptismal Sunday. Pretty exciting, eh? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, if you've been here the last number of weeks, if you're a visitor here, we're, we're, we're working through a series called Toxic, When Our Faith Hurts Others. Now, if you've been part of the church any, any degree of time, any length of time, you know that the accusations against the church by people outside of the church is that we're judgmental, is that we're hypocrites, and, and all of those ugly words that get tossed at us. And in the last number of weeks, we've been talking about what, you know, is it, how do we judge? How do we, how do we uh, look at things like discernment? And, and how, do we, how do we speak against certain things that we know are wrong and yet cause people to look at us and with, with, with kind of the wrong eyes um, and, and accuse us of being judgmental. So before we uh, get into the baptismal service, I do want to deal with the passage this morning, just take a few minutes to talk about this, this topic of, of toxic. And this, is, and, and this is kind of one of those stinging passages, because we're going to look out of Matthew 23, uh, a passage that where Jesus is talking to religious leaders. Where he, Jesus is talking about those people in authority, those people that have, uh, you know, uh, uh, an authority over other people as it, as it relates and as it pertains to this thing um, called, called the Bible. And uh, Jesus has some really harsh words. And uh, we're only going to take a, a, a little snapshot out of Matthew 23. And we're just going to look at this because it's, you know, the remainder of the passage, you need to go home and read the remainder of the passage because it's very striking, the things that Jesus says about this thing called hypocrisy, especially when it comes to religious leaders. Then Jesus said to the crowds, starting at verse 1 of chapter 23, and to his disciples, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. Now that's a pretty uh, definitive statement that Jesus makes and, and acknowledges the place that these individuals have in the life of Old Testament Israel, okay? Then he says, so practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example. Wow. You know, sit on that one for a minute. Okay? Practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example. For they don't practice what they teach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Everything they do 
is for show. That's a, I want you to let that sink in for a minute because often what happens when it comes to spiritual things is that we would look at a person and we would say they do not represent well this thing that they say they have faith in. And because they don't represent it well, because we see them as hypocrites, because we see them as not, as not following what they say they believe, then what they believe has got to be wrong. Isn't that what we normally do? Or there's got to be something wrong with their belief. Because if they truly believed it, they would act that way. They would, they would actually follow it. Isn't it interesting that, that Jesus in this... Now, some commentators believe that Jesus is being a bit sarcastic here. Right? Okay, go ahead and, and obey and follow what they do, what they say. Okay? But Jesus is, you know, he's acknowledging that the value of the Old Testament, the value of the Word of God is, is important and it's vital. And that these are words of life. That these are words breathed by the Spirit of God for our benefit, for our help, for our understanding how to connect with God, our understanding about the character and the nature of God, the understanding of who we are before God, how we have a relationship with God, all of those vital things. But somehow the religious leaders have gotten so ingrained into the academics of being studiers of the Word of God that they have lost the sense of living with God. And it's not a danger that we all kind of walk into if we're not careful. Um, we, can, we can do this academic exercise of following God and being a follower of Jesus Christ and totally forget what it should do to us personally, what it should do to us internally, what it should do to us as we relate to other people and as we relate to God. It's, it's, it's striking to me that we can forget that. We can get so busy in the business of religion that we can actually turn people away from the very thing that we claim will give them life. We'll turn them away from the very thing that is the most hopeful experience they will ever have. Because that's what we do. Because, because people see us as potentially being hypocrites, as potentially being judgmental, then the minute they, the, what, what, what they relate with that is that God is that way too. Because you've heard people say that you are the best example of God to other people when you claim to say you have faith in him. It's a very tricky place to be. Very tricky place to be. It's almost like, um, have you ever gotten on a scale, okay? And you, and you kind of look at the scale and you go, this scale's wrong. <laughs> yeah, you ever done that? No way is that scale right. And you actually throw the scale away and go buy another one? Right? Have you ever done that? You know, there's no, I'm not that chubby. No way. Right? That, that skill's wrong. How, you know, we've all, we've all done it, right? You know? And we don't realize, and, 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 we, and we're afraid to eternalize, we're afraid to, to, to be honest with ourselves sometimes. And we, and, we, and we point it out in that way. You know, there's two, there's two ways of, of being a hypocrite. The one is to expect something of other people 
and put demands on them that you don't follow yourself. All right? Jesus is really talking against that. The second type of hypocrisy that it comes out of Matthew 6 is where we um, do the right things, but we do it for the wrong reasons. Right? Um, how many of us give to God and, and say to God, okay, God, I gave to you, now bless me. How many of us have done that? Right? Uh, we do the right thing, but we do it for the wrong reason. You know, there, there's, there's, there's lots of traps in this, in this thing that, that we call faith. There are lots of traps in that we can find ourselves so caught up in the exercise of being right before God that we can forget that we are sinners saved by grace before God. And that it's a very delicate walk. And it's a walk where daily we need to depend on God to move us in the right direction. And you know, um, you know, I, I, I read a statement this week and it, it really struck me is that we often teach what we know but we reproduce what we are. Now, if you're a parent here that, this morning, that bothers you tremendously, right? How many of you have seen your kids? I have no idea where they got that from, right? No idea where they got that from. And if you're brutally honest, they saw you do that last week, right? Okay, we, we, we've all done that. You know, we teach what we know, but we reproduce what we are. And this is, this is vitally important when it comes to faith because, you know, uh, you know I, can, I can stand up here and I can, I, can, I can tell you all kinds of things. But if I'm not living it to a particular degree, what good is it? If we as a community talk about forgiveness love, the power of Christ to change people's lives. If we talk about those things and don't express it in community faithfully, what are people going to believe? Right? It, it's so vitally important. And you know what? You know, what's, you know what's really exciting about all of this, at least from my standpoint? When you live that way in a dependency on God with who you really are, you can make mistakes and it's okay. You can be wrong once in a while. And you know, when you're wrong and you exercise this thing called forgiveness, it's pretty powerful. You know, um, when you, uh, you know, act in a particular way and you come back and say, guess what, you know, uh, my human nature got the better of me. You know, those are powerful demonstrations of the life of God working in and through you in ways that following a bunch of rules to the letter will never be able to demonstrate. See? And, and I, can, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine putting burdens on people so onerous and then not wanting to help them, 
not wanting to help them. Right? And yet, and yet how many people have seen in the church, you know, when I got in trouble, they weren't there for me. When I really needed the church. I don't know how many times I've known people get in trouble and the first thing they do is run away from the church. Boy, that's, that's hard. That's hard. When the very place they should be running to is a community of faith that recognizes from time to time we don't always get it right. We make, you know, this might surprise you, but I make mistakes. That was supposed to be funny. Come on, guys, you know. Pouring my heart out here and you guys are, uh, you know. We make mistakes. Imagine that, right? Because we're human. We're human. And it's, it's an incredible responsibility to communicate words of life because those words of life you know, invoke in your life, you know, responsibilities and duties and expectations and all of that. And aren't we all in this together? Aren't we all walking this path together? Wouldn't it be great to, to be part of a, of a community that embraces everyone because we're all struggling in one way or another? You know, and again, um, if, if, if you want to hear the, the, the messages that have come prior to this, you know, you can go on the website, etc., etc. Um, but this is a big topic. But I don't want to take any more time because it's Baptism Sunday, right? But we've been talking about this for the last number of weeks. We're closing this sermon series out next week. Um, and we're going to wrap it all up when it comes talking about this, this business of toxic faith. But I'm going to invite the uh, worship team to come back up. We're going to do another song. If you want to get um, your kids, now is probably the time to, to go get them. Plus, another thing um, as, we, as we enter into this part of the service that I want to remind you about, we have cards uh, at the back table and the certificates for those being baptized. You know, don't leave here today without signing the card. You know, putting a blessing on it. So just congratulating those individuals that are part of something really significant uh, today because this is, this is a big public declaration and a public step and uh, we're just going to do one song before inviting those to come up this morning. Thank and you. And I'm wondering if one of the ashes can pop down to the grade 1 to 5 class just to make sure they know to come up now too.